welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. My name is Chloe and I've been a Formula One fan since 2013. My name is Rachel and I've been a Formula fan, Formula fan, Formula One fan since 2020. This podcast started as a way to teach Rachel about Formula One, but now the rookie has become the master. Bit of an exaggeration. Not exactly sure how a car works, but do go on. So join us as we talk about Formula One. And is that real sweat? It's real sweat. I'm a high performance athlete. Athlete sweat. Sweat baby. Kiki. Sweat sweat. If you know, you know. I'm just kidding. Do you know what? I was fully expecting you to just delve into Silverstone then. I completely forgot that that whole fiasco happened recently. Oh I, f- I feel I'm... like it's the first thing we need to touch on. Like This episode's going to be Silverstone focused. I know, but can you tell that I'm already over the news? <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, let, let's start. What is the news? The podcast with the fact that on, what day is it today? Thursday... So was it yesterday? Wednesday? Tuesday? No, it's Tuesday because it's Tuesday. Pie test. Tuesday, rumours start floating around in the morning. Um, I believe it was reported first by Fireplay, but I might be wrong, that Nick DeFries had been dropped uh, by Alphatari with immediate effect. And then the rumours thought Dan Ricardo would go in, usual. And then it was uh, then it was officially <laughs> put out by Alphatari and F1. That Nick DeFries has been dropped and Daniel Ricciardo will be in the Alphatari seat for presumably the rest of the season. Wow. <laughs> that was sudden. Um, allegedly, um, it wasn't meant to come out until next week or the end of the week, the news, but allegedly Nick DeFries' manager leaked it to the press, so Red Bull, their hand was, or Alphatari's hand was um, forced. I bet I bet Red Bull were planning some kind of massive um like announcement to say that Danny Rick's back and they were gonna do a whole video and get Alpha Tari to put it out there and Nick DeFree's team was like, No, you're mm. not gonna do that to us. If you've sacked if you've sacked me off, I'm gonna ruin your news. I feel for Nick DeFreeze, he's had 10... Like, right, I've made it no secret on this podcast that I didn't think he should have been signed in the first place and I didn't think he would excel in Formula 1. I think he's too aggressive for Formula 1. Um, I I do think he could he could potentially go well in IndyCar if he wanted to go that way. But um, I, I just don't like the dropping someone... Especially a rookie. I, yeah. I like I know he's I know he's on Formula E and all that, like but he he's a Formula One rookie. He has been caught up in some kind of F one political crossfire, I think. Mm. I think uh Red Bull obviously weren't happy with his performance at Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri probably weren't too best pleased with his performance either. And is it fair to say that an element of this rash sacking has to do 
with Checo in the sense that they they're they're proving to Checo that if they want a driver out of their car they will make it happen and if you don't start improving then again that could be him I don't know I think I think part of it was it was a rash decision to bring Nick DeFries on it was a huge I mean I think I think they were largely stuck in the first place about who to who to take on well they They wanted Colton Herter didn't they yeah but thanks FIA for not giving IndyCar many super license points at all um, we didn't get Colton Hurt in the Alphatari. Probably a good thing, honestly. Uh, <laughs> probably a good thing. It is once Andretti get on that grid, and they will get on that grid. I beg. Um, he'll get the seat then. But I think that yeah, I think after Nick De Vries had his performance in Monza, which said it once, say it a million times, that Mons like that Williams car was built for Monza. Alex Albon genuinely could have had like a top five finish, um, had his appendix uh, not been a mess. Um, I I don't know. I think with Daniel Ricciardo coming in, obviously he had his tire test at Silverstone on Tuesday. I'm not going to look too much into the times. It was different tire compounds, tracks in different state. The weather was different. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was a rumor that went round that it was his times were good enough for the front row, but then it actually came out that his time was good enough for eighth in Q three. But I, I, no matter what happened at the Titus, I don't get why that would warrant an Alpha Tauri drive, considering it's a very different car. <laughs> it's a lot worse car. Uh, but I think for me, I. If I'm Alpha Tauri, what I'm doing, I'm putting Daniel Ricciardo in for the rest of the year. So you've got someone that's been in F1 car before, but getting dropping him at the end of the year, putting the Morrison in. Because I don't see, unless Daniel Ricciardo comes back and smashes it, I don't see what value he brings compared to putting a rookie in and de- developing them. I... I'll tell you, I'll tell you what value he brings. <laughs> he brings the big dollars he brings, <laughs> he brings the, the exposure he brings netflix he brings the promotion and the marketing and the eyes and so alpha tari they were like yeah daniel may also be pretty poor and underperform but out of two underperforming drivers, they'd rather have an under underperforming driver that's going to bring them exposure <laughs> and money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I, I don't know. Maybe Daniel will get into that car and he'll do great. Um, am I confident? I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's going to get in and be awful. I think he's going to be feeling revitalized. He's going to have some new motivation the fact that he's yeah, even got a chance to race again it and he's not good that's going to be very embarrassing for him yeah. um, we'll have to see we'll have to see how this one plays out um, and I think I, mean, I, mean, I, I almost waited until is... the summer break 
Well, that's what I thought. I was like, God, two more races. Like, poor, poor Nick. Um, but I almost think this is more a test for Yuki, if anything. Because Nick DeFries is a bit of an unknown quantity. Like, it is kind of hard to tell at the moment if Yuki's outperforming the car, doing pretty average, because we don't know how good Nick DeFries actually is. I think if Yuki can beat Daniel more often than not, he's in a very good place. But then you've got the question of where Yuki goes, because I think that's sort of a, a not spoken about much sort of storyline going forward is does Yuki go into the Red Bull for 2025 in place of Checo? Or does he go to Aston Martin with Honda? If there's room there. Because Honda will want him. So... That's an interesting one. But yeah, silly season. We've kicked it off already. I think this is like, this silly season, especially with regards to Red Bull and Alphatari, is like a multi-year uh, one. A, it's the beginning of a silly seasons. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's the start of a, a mad two years, I fear. And talking um, about silly seasons, I made a list earlier of... Um, um, silly season rumours I have seen on Twitter meaning that they definitely are true um, because everything you read on Twitter is true ladies and gentlemen facts so first we've got Red Bull approached Alex Albon about returning back to the Red Bull structure but he declined them to stay with Williams now this I, I expect this probably does have truth to it actually. isn't there some partial truth to that I swear I read something where they've even explored the option and was it helmet marker or someone said something along the so, lines yeah. of uh well unfortunately alex is locked in with williams because because why like he's in this team that's got new leadership under james Vowles. he is their number one driver the team is building around alex albon like they are all in on him and they're a team that's building up. And they're a team that seems to be a good environment. So why would he Why would he go to Red Bull where he knows he's always going to be second fiddle to Max? He's had stress there before and even though they supported him, his second year there especially was very stressful. Um, it, You know, they are very willing to <laughs> kick you out of a seat. <laughs> so, yeah, I think good on Alex to stay with Williams I think he like it could be a me who knows what could happen with Williams in a few years time because they seem to be on it now um James Wells knows where he's going it w wouldn't surprise me to move up the grid over the next few years and it'd be brilliant if they got to the front oh my god if, if Williams could get like a podium and I don't mean spa 2021 behind the safety car podium i mean like an actual race fought for podium or even a win that would be that'd be an incredible incredible return there there's been a number of times in the past when i thought that williams have turned the page and on the way up they weren't this time however it I'm feels feeling good about it it feels it, it feels, feels different good. yeah and i mean if you look at the progress made since james has taken over already it feels like he, he's really figured out what's going wrong in the fact that 
I think especially because he's got that fresh perspective from going from Mercedes to Williams, he's like, okay, a lot of your machinery is outdated, a lot of your computer systems are outdated, you know, and he's, I think he went, or I don't know if him or Williams' representative went to the FIA and was like, can we, ex- like, can we have permission to exceed this cost gap so we can develop our systems to be in line with everyone else on the grid and yeah very good i'm glad alex albon if that is true is committed to williams because I, I do think it's a it's a very good partnership he's already going well so he's thriving and he's happy in williams blue so mm-hmm. exactly okay Love next that. rumor red bull want lando or charles alongside max eventually due to liberty media wanting a fight um, if there's going to be one top team, they want to have two competitive drivers, and That's also cute. the new, the new boss question mark um, wants to have two t- two number one drivers in the team and wants to take away some of Helmut Marco's influence. See, I think right. I'm like, mm, do they want two number one drivers? But then when you bring in like a new boss who wants to take away some of Helmut Marco's power and wants to have like a proper fight, I'm like maybe new guy is pushing it in the right right direction but i don't know that one it i think red bull like a has terrible, spoken terrible terrible idea the only thing is red bull's spoken about going to lando i think they've gone like two or three times um to lando and he's always said no but and can you blame him can you blame him absolutely well, not talking about lando next rumor is Lando Norris has signed a pre-contract with Ferrari. And why would he do that? Why would he do that? Money. Yeah, but McLaren are, uh, are giving him money. McLaren are giving him a lot of money. They want to retain him. I mean, it's cool they to drive for Ferrari, him. but like, McLaren are all in on Lando. Um, but I mean, after after last week, we'll see... I could understand from the start of the season he's like, right, I need a I need an out, but uh, next rumour I mean, this one's been, I've seen this one before, so it won't surprise me Audi want Carlos signs for 2025 Makes sense You know, Makes sense. could put any driver in there, but I think Carlos is a shout, which hence the uh, pre-contract with <laughs> London Ferrari um, Mercedes want Charles Leclerc. Wouldn't surprise me. I think once Lewis is done, Charles could be a good shout. He probably, unless Ferrari change their ways, he probably won't be there forever because I imagine it's slowly but surely destroying his soul. <laughs> has has the Charles Leclerc hype died down a bit? Or is that just because he's been stuck in a Ferrari for so long that people are forgetting? I think the hype has died down a bit because I think he's not having the most standout season. Um, His season so far has been underwhelming. I mean, I know he's had some things that weren't his fault. um, But He's not had the sort of same excitement that he brings this season. Um, usually, like, he hadn't had that this season, I don't think. But, like, the Ferrari's not 
the best so it's it's a difficult one um but i think yeah he's still great i think he's just i want to see him in a top car again because i still have hesitancies over whether he pushes the limit too much but i feel like i need to see him in a consistently good car to really get a read on that because um, it's hard to know how much is car, how much sin. Last silly season rumour for today. Um, Ferrari are interested in Alex Albon to replace Carlos Sainz if Carlos goes to Audi. Or even if he doesn't go to Audi, I don't know. Makes sense. Alex is doing very well. Um, but I'd like to think that Alex is probably committed. To, I, bet, I bet they'll have a contract in the works. Williams keeping him there and as I say if you've got a team that says they're going to build around you that you're going to be the number one guy locked in of course you're going to go for that you know Ferrari's not exactly known to be the best environment as well is it so I can't believe there was a time that Alex Albon drove for Red Bull like it happened but it feels I mean it was so long ago now but it's just see I, I remember but that's because I often watch Drive to Survive Season 3, Episode 6, A Comeback Kid. And unfortunately, they do like to point out that Alex Albon came like 14th or something at Monza when Pierre Gasly won. Because of storyline purposes. It's a two-season long storyline. But yeah, silly season. Don't know how much... Don't know how much more we'll get this season outside of Alpha Tauri. Um, because Red Bull, I don't think will change. Mercedes won't. I think Ferrari will. Aston Martin, I don't think. So much as I think they should probably replace Lance Stroll, which makes me sad to say. But I think you know the way things are going. I think there's, but I don't that, think they'll change. That's the one I'm keeping my eye on the most because I think there's going to be a lot of pressure from, like the board and the upper people at Aston Martin to get Lance out but it's just because at this point it's about the constructors because imagine if you had two Fernandos in where they'd be in constructors now because the problem is is like now they're not podium pace every race I like to rhyme (laughs) a lot do you know what would be interesting be what? interesting to see if the decision was made to dump Lance from Aston Martin whether Lawrence continued in his position he's put so much into it surely surely he wouldn't just I don't know but then, but then say if Lance went to another series would Lawrence then take his money and efforts elsewhere to help Lance in that series you know, can we just say what what a what a loving father son relationship? Because he, Lawrence, I really just support Lance. He's like, no matter, I support Lance Stroll's rights, but more importantly, I support Lance Stroll's wrongs. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think of was it like like an F two race or something where it comes down, and you see Lawrence Stroll just looking up, really proud onto the podium and it's just like oh it won't be F2 it'll be F3 um but yeah wow silly season eh 
also keep an eye on Alfa Romeo considering that it'll be Audi in 2025 it'll be interesting to see if this season or next season there'll be some changes I think there will and I don't think I'll be happy about it we'll leave that conversation for another time (laughs) so what happened last weekend Chloe? It was the British Grand Prix. It was. Who was there, Rachel? I was there at the British (laughs) Grand Prix. I was there having a good time with achy feet and a full heart. Loving life. And an empty wallet. (laughs) And an empty wallet. A very empty wallet. God, it is expensive. I will warn you anyone that goes to Silverstone, you're paying a lot of money for food. I'm paying a lot of money for food. Be, bring food with you if you can. Because, uh, jeez, it's a, a, it, you just want a cheeseburger. And you're having to pay like 13 quid. And this isn't a fancy cheeseburger. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I should bring That's a right. cost cap onto the cost vending. Cap. They should. They should. Um. So I went... I got to Silverstone on a Thursday, um, had a wander around, and I watched the F1 show from the Hamilton Strait, which was uh, very fun, very fun indeed. May have skipped some queues to get in there, but, you know, I never said I was an ethical person. <laughs> and also no space hoppers. No space hoppers. That made me sad. I enjoyed the space hoppers last Instead, year. Instead... We had them rolling tyres. Rolling tyres. Whose yeah, brilliant which, idea was that? <laughs> um, you know, which was fine. Uh, it's all good. A few, a good few drivers out. I thought the thing with the Red Bull drivers with the helmets on was really clunky and awkward. <laughs> just it wasn't really funny, and I think it was just it felt like no, it felt like it was all a bit confusing and yeah. I don't see the point in it. I don't think I actually saw that, but I'm glad I didn't. I just thought they could have left it out. (laughs) I think I stopped watching after Mercedes and McLaren. Mm. You missed out Ferrari. I saw Carlos on his bike. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Slay. Slay, major slay. Carlos Slains. Um But yeah, that was good. See a few of them out there. It's all it's just nice sat on the Hamilton Strait as well. I saw the Williams mechanics doing a warm up but it just looked like they were doing some kind of dance. Uh, and it's always nice when the when the paddock club people come by on their bus things. Everyone boos them. <laughs> and it's so funny. It happens. It happens at every circuit. Why are these rich people still paying a ridiculous amount of money to be humiliated? Actually, no. I don't think they care. I'd no, care. Probably not. I'd be stood there like this. I know. As soon as I went past people, I'd be ducking, ducking and diving. To be fair, though, if I if I did get to that point, I'd be like, Yeah, would I care? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, F1 show, very fun. There was a Calvin Harris um, launch party. <laughs> Quite a little bit of that. <laughs> Stupid. It was balloted. It's, I'm, I'm really... 
I'm actually kind of angry about the Thursday and how it was set up in terms of like organisation. Because basically this year they did a launch party. So you could pay £129 to get a ticket to the launch party, a pit lane walk and a museum tickets. Bear in mind, there wasn't this launch party thing last year, but for a pit lane walk and museum tickets last year it was £29. So £100 cheaper. And they balloted this launch party and I got a ticket through the ballot, so I got a ticket for free. And then they gave out museum tickets free if you booked a slot. So I ended up being I, I the only thing I didn't get was a pit lane walk and people paying 129 quid and they've never done this launch party thing before they said it was for capacity but they needed to ticket so too many people but they didn't ticket anything on the Friday Saturday or Sunday in terms of the musical acts which had just as many if not more people attending and then additionally on the Thursday they had this uh, golden circle so there's a huge like the area in front of the stage there was a fence like way back and if you didn't have golden circle tickets you couldn't go in and golden circle tickets were an extra 79 pounds and it was so awkward because there was like f2 there was an f2 driver panel and then the host comes out and is like why are you guys waiting you're allowed to come in security guard's like no you're not so she'd just told a straight up lie don't think she meant to because it wasn't a problem on the friday saturday sunday but so loads of people moved and then people took those spaces they had before and then you had this f2 panel and there was about 10 people in this golden circle bit and otherwise it was empty and everyone else was like re like a lot further back and it was just really awkward and that's so wrong like it's just this is the thing i love silverstone but right now it is just constantly every like everything you need to pay a ticket for like things that you would have got um included you couldn't get and the thing is with this launch party if you didn't have a launch party ticket you could only get into a certain area of the circuit and it was on the other side it was like cops sort of area you couldn't watch the f1 show at the hamilton straight because you couldn't get into the hamilton straight i don't know i i, I do love silverstone but it's getting very expensive and it, it annoys me a bit when i hear like crafting stuff saying you know people complain but it's privately owned you know then it's expensive for them i'm like yeah but it's they're pricing people out oh, come off it they're pricing people out dynamic pricing is disgusting i am sorry but how how many were in attendance over the weekend it was over like record like even if even if yeah even if all of them put in 50 quid each they would still be making a big fat profit and the fact that you know what's well, a general admission for the weekend that's nearly 300 quid 300, isn't it probably yeah that's the cheapest and they've taken away the things they've taken things away from general admission as well i think last year you at least got Ro- roaming grandstand on the friday and now they didn't um but like i don't want to like sit here and complain all about silverstone but it is they are pricing people out and i do it's, i do want to go next year but it's yeah. a case of everybody loves silverstone but silverstone does not love everybody back yeah and Sadly. it's annoying 
Um, but we'll move on to the Friday. So free practices on the Friday as well as some F2 and F3 qualifying. Started the day out, went on a little walk around the whole track. Sat down at Beckett's for F2, some of F2 practice and that was a lovely view. I do like the view at Beckett's. You can see some more of the track like cars going past in the background. Really nice. Really, really nice view. I would recommend Beckett's if you go. Wandered round and then for FP1 I sat at Abbey. So at the end of the straight, not like the view, so right at the end of the straight, but sort of next to the Hamilton straight grandstands. Um, and that was fun. I mean, it's through practice. What more can you say? It was very hot. It was like 27 degrees. I was burning. <laughs> I'm I'm very white. <laughs> very white. Not built for that weather. A ghost. Basically, yeah. I'm like... Yeah, I'm like a shade off being a, a skeleton. But, um, yeah, that was good. I saw FP2 at Luffield. Which was... That was good. I saw... F2 qualifying in Luffield actually and those times where there was a, there was a lot of cars making their way round <laughs> I think Luffield would be a good spot for the race as well actually if someone were to go so I'd recommend Luffield but yeah FP1, FP2 I don't remember anything particularly exciting happening in either of them um, no. I don't know if you do well didn't watch them because I was Fair at enough. work True. I was miserable the whole weekend. <laughs> Didn't did Logan Sargent do something at one point which halted the session or was that qualifying? Kevin Magnuson in qualifying. We'll get to that. Anywho. Because um, we go to the Saturday. So on the Saturday I sat at the view for FP three, which is basically the end of the straight looking down the straight. I think it well it's Abbey but they've called it the view um, and it rained it rained and I was in my poncho and I don't know I could have if you're not in the UK watching Sky Sports you may or may not have seen me on your television screens in my poncho um, because I did pop up on the circuit telly but it was an ad break for Sky Sports so maybe some maybe didn't but it started off dry it got very wet and you know I was in my poncho Chloe and I, you know, I had my tote bag with me and it was getting wet. And I was like, this poncho and cutting it out, like, it, the rain's not stopping, I need, I need an umbrella. Because I've got my power bank in my bag, I've got my phone, I've got my headphones, I just don't want them all getting wet. And I just, I was like, I held off for as long as I could, I'm like, I don't need to buy an umbrella. I needed to buy an umbrella. Chloe, how much do you think I spent on an umbrella? If it's any more than fifteen pounds, I'm going to die dead right now. Oh no. <laughs> it's got a button on it that when you press it opens like phew. Okay, so it's a fancy umbrella. I'm still saying even a fancy umbrella should not be any more than fifteen pounds. We're going up, we're going up. Going up. 20? We're going up. 25? We're going up. 30? We're going up. 35? One more time. 40? 
I paid 40 pounds for an umbrella. Oh, and you know what? You know what the worst part is. Stop raining. <laughs> oh my god. This this tops the hoodie, the hoodie buy from the at previous least, year. At least I wore the jumper. At least I wore it. Like, and I still wear it. I took it to the track. I still wear it. It gets black fluff everywhere, but I still wear it. That umbrella. I literally, I took it to work the other day and lent it to someone so that it could be used. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're going on a walk, take it. Is there anything, I've, other than the button, is there a design on the umbrella? Does it say anything um, nice? Does it say Silverstone or says Mercedes. Mercedes? It's a Mercedes umbrella. It's a Mercedes umbrella. If I if I Google this umbrella, will it will it come up online? Oh, don't it's please like... don't Google it because I don't want to see what like the actual price is online because I think it'll upset me. <laughs> Do you want some good news? Yes, please. It's thirty eight pound on the F one store. Oh, that's all right. Then I thought it was going to be twenty. <laughs> that's not that's not too bad. I mean, it's terrible. It's a terrible price for an umbrella. Wait, is it definitely the same umbrella? That's not a bigger one, is it? Imagine. It looks like this. Oh yeah, I think that's my umbrella. Yeah. I mean, I have seen it. I have seen it somewhere else now for less. If if it makes you feel any better, this Mercedes. Look, Aston Martin are selling theirs for forty pound. On the F1 store too. Yeah, but I think the Aston Martin one's bigger. I saw people with an Aston Martin one; it was bigger. I wanted the Aston Martin Mercedes, one. Mercedes, Mercedes are selling out. this golf umbrella for forty-five. Ah, oh, well, I wish I had a golf one. Not gonna lie. Oh well. Anyway, I spent too much on an umbrella, and it stopped raining. Um, but I went, I went back to my seat at, at the end of Abbey. And I hunkered down because I thought I want to watch, I want to want to watch, blah, blah, blah. I want to watch the start of a race. I want to watch the start of the F2 sprint race because I think it'll be cool to see them all line up, lights out, away we go. It was a rolling start because it was wet. We love safety. Like yeah, it's good to be safe, but I wanted to see carnage at turn one. That is that is annoying. Yeah. Um, and then eventually we left our seats. We thought we will go find somewhere with uh, somewhere else. Because we saw people moving around Hamilton Street a lot. We thought, oh, I'll try and get in there. Walk around the obscene amount of time it takes to get around from the bottom of the straight to literally right next door. Because you have to go like around. You can't just go across. Um, and then there's no room in Abbey. There's no room in Hamilton Straight B, no room in Hamilton Straight A, no room in Club Corner C, no room in Club Corner B. And we're moving around. Eventually, we got a seat at Vale, which ended up being quite good. So it's qualifying, and we're chilling, watching the cars. You can sort of see down, them come round at Stowe, and then you can see down to where Club Corner goes round. And I look, and there goes Lewis Hamilton having a spin. And my heart dropped because I was like, Lewis Hamilton is not about to qualify P20 <laughs> at my British Grand Prix. He's not going to do it. It's going to upset me greatly if he does. Luckily, he got it going, went round, didn't qualify 20th. 
But during Q1, Q1 I think it was, yeah, a certain house owned by Kevin Magnuson stopped, engine stopped, started smoking. And you know where that was? Right by you. Right in front of me. I mean, there was like the general admission-y bit in front, so it wasn't super easy to see, but it was right there. So I got to see the pickup truck take it away. I got to see Kevin Magnuson run across the track. That was, um, that was fun. You know, always fun to see a car break down. Did they, I can't remember, did they hoist it up? On they a hoisted little... it. They hoisted it. Hoist. That's right. Sounds like a disgusting <laughs> word. What hoist? Sounds too similar to its sister word. What? I don't moist. Like it. Moist. <laughs> moist. I don't see the problem. Moist. Why did that go Australian? ASMR. Moist. Oh, good day, mate. That's a bit moist. <laughs> Bondi Beach. Bondi Rescue. Oh, don't swim between the red and yellow flags. It's in honour of Daniel Ricardo, by the way. I'm allowed to do it. Don't swim between the red and yellow flags. Backpackers rip. Living in Australia. Living in Australia. <laughs> you know what? The Zoom gods. They heard the Australian accent come out. They heard <laughs> that they heard the Bondi Rescue no, the, the like... listeners don't know that the, the Zoom chat <laughs> cut out. Oh, they no. don't know that. That was, that was a seamless transition. <laughs> and I've ruined it. You've ruined it. Um, Can I actually mention something Bondi Rescue related whilst we're on the topic? Oh, go for it. I was at work the other day and I work in a very small room with uh, my manager and colleagues very quiet my manager leaves the room she's wearing uh bluetooth headphones right and she leaves the room <laughs> next thing you know her phone's blasting <laughs> bondi rescue eat the eat the rip <laughs> i was sat there crease she was watching bondi rescue on her phone i love that i love that she strolls Everyone in should. she strolls back in five minutes later after going god knows where and I mean, none of us wanted to go up and turn her phone off, so we were just <laughs> sat listening to Bondi Rescue for about five minutes. That's so funny. Every, you know what? Like Bondi Rescue. I need to. I need to go back and. I need to go through another Bondi Rescue phase. I think. I think it's time. I mean, if you've not seen it, you're missing out. Oh my god! If you if you haven't seen like, there's so many clips on YouTube. Like you'll just fall down a rabbit hole, and it's great. Um, right, God, um, what were we talking we still, about? We, we still, we, have we even finished qualifying? We've still got the race to go. No, we're still on Q1. Um, right, who went out in Q1? Sergio Perez. Again, ignore Lush Race's sprint race. Five, uh, five non-Q3 appearances. Right, I will cut him a little bit of slack and say... Red Bull really messed up the strategy on Q1 this time because why did they send him out first when it was obvious that the track was ramping up? But he's also in a rocket ship and shouldn't need to have to go out last. If if Max went first, he would have got through. 
Agreed. So, yeah, it is. Uh, the thing is, for Checo, he's like in a fine place at the moment because Max is doing well enough to win the constructors all on his own. The problem comes when the other teams start catching up. And if Checo is still performing like he is, because the thing is, if he qualifies, like, even if he comes last in Q3, he's on the podium here, isn't he? Like, mm-hmm. the, that's the thing. It's like, this is a car that should be have both cars on the podium every single race. But because he's having to make his way up through the field and, like, I mean, it's not completely difficult, especially at circuits like Austria, which have the, the long DRS and a lot of it. Like it's just it's just not it's just not good enough. It's and not. I just don't I don't I just don't get why he's having such a tough time with qualifying. Like I, I can't wrap my head around I it. I don't and Sergio's start with Red Bull was a little you know a little rocky. And then he got to a good place. He was at a good place. And then suddenly there's been a massive dip in his performance and I don't understand. Yeah. It is. Uh... I mean, is it entertaining for a Red Bull, for only one Red Bull to make it to Q3? Yes. <laughs> At the same time, do I want Checo to get into Q3 at Hungary? Please. <laughs> Just like. Oh. I really. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll just move on. Uh, did anyone funky go out in Q2? I don't know. I know that Logan Sargent made it to Q2. Good on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think is that his first time making it to Q2? It might be. So, props to Logie Sargs. Uh, I, I literally, I, I don't know. I don't care. Q3. That's, that. Now, Q3 was fun. Yeah. Don't know if you could hear the uh, police siren going by. Uh, they're coming to get me. <laughs> oh no, they found out all my crimes. They found out you paid 40 quid for an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're coming to question me about the, the robbery I experienced down in the fan zone at Silverstone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Q three. Now this this was a this was a fun one. So we've got in Q three we've got both Mercedes, both McLarens, both. Uh, nope. God, I don't know. Anyway, Oscar Piastri's in there. Good on you, Oscar. Good on you, Lando. Alex Albon is in there. He's been having a good weekend. And Max Verstappen's in there. Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, Fernando Alonso, etc., etc. Now, I think the session really comes to life on the second runs. And I think Max was the last one out, so we got a bit of excitement. <laughs> Especially when Lando Norris puts the fastest lap in. And I tell you, the roar from the crowd was immense. When Lando Norris goes I mean, to the top of the timing sheet, oh my gosh. It was blooming loud on the TV so I can't even imagine what it would have been like in person. Yeah, it was it was incredible. And there was a subsequent oh 
when Max put it fastest. But not only did Lando Norris go fastest out of the non-Red Bulls, Oscar Piastri was right behind him. Big up my guy Oscar from Australia, where there's Bondi Beach and Bondi Rescue. I don't understand. Blue Bottle. Sorry. Uh, Like, what has happened to McLaren? My God. (laughs) It's just come to life. And you you look at where she was at the. I love how she she's was. a she now. She. Yeah. Look at where she was at the beginning of the season. I Not, both the cars DNF'd, didn't they? Both, or Oscar right. DNF'd, and then Lando had like a million pit stops at Bahrain. After Bahrain, I would not have put money on them getting a podium at Silverstone on merit. No. Podium anywhere. Never my first half of the season. Like, Talk about glow-ups. I'm so happy for Oscar as well. Oh, I'm happy for him, but I'm also so... I mean, I'm happy... Yeah, I'm happy for him following his qualifying, yes. Yeah, following the qualifying. But yeah, that was fun. I mean, the Mercedes were looking, you know, not the fastest, but not, like, the slowest, but... I... Right, one thing with Mercedes... Mercedes said, have said for a while... We're bringing a big upgrade package to Silverstone, right? I haven't made that up. They they were saying that before. All they brought was a front wing. So I theory, they were going to bring loads of upgrades and then have decided, no, we're going to start focusing on next year's car already. I think they've just fully gone for next year's car now. I don't think we're getting any more big upgrades to that Mercedes. Um, I think now they've finally gone back to the side pod concept thank god i saw someone point out that if george russell hadn't won at brazil then they would have gone side pods earlier like that race frauded everyone into thinking or mercedes we all knew that the zero side pods was bad but frauded mercedes into thinking that zero side pods could actually work but yeah i think they're focusing on next year i think they were going to bring more upgrades but they haven't that's just a theory. A Rachel theory. <laughs> a Rachel theory. Um, but yeah, we had a front row of Max Verstappen and Lando Norris. Wow. So, we get to the race. on um, Before we get to the race on Sunday, the Black Eyed Peas played on the Saturday night at Silverstone. I had the time of my life. Like... There were performances on all the other nights, but this it, Saturday night I was like, we are going to see the Black Eyed Peas. I was like, sister? 100%. And you don't realise how many lyrics you actually like remember. But when mm. Will I Am's coming out, and he does in, um This Is Love, you know, If you want it like I want it, that one, does um, hashtag that power, the one that he did with Justin Bieber. And then Blumen scream and shout, the one with Britney Spears. <gasps> I would scream and shout, I was getting I was like You are now now rocking with Will I am and Britney bitch. Brown 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 Oh yeah. So good. And the most hilarious part of it all was Will I am is like so unapologetically a Mercedes fan. Like, just constantly hyping up Lewis Hamilton and George Russell and no one else. 
no mention of any other team. It's literally just Lewis Hamilton, George Russell. Did he do his F1 song? Um, I think he did. I think I might have zoned of out for it. he did. Because I just couldn't handle it. But yeah, Black Eyed Peas, wonderful. Um, I, I just had the best time just ignoring everyone around me. I'm on the old Priory. Like, I'm literally on the old racetrack at Silverstone jamming to the Black Eyed Peas. Like, you couldn't ask for any more. But yeah, we get to Sunday. I was sat on the very front row of Club Corner. And so, I mean, I had to watch a star on a screen. Couldn't see it. So, you know, lights. Oh, before we even get... You know what? I had a good view of the back row of the grid. And I think they try to hide it a bit more on TV. Yeah, because you didn't see it. But you know what's on the back row of the grid? The movie cars. And I don't know if they showed this on TV or if this is, like, exclusive from someone at the track. But one of the guys in the movie cars stalled. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's, like... If, if someone's like said about that or not but it's stalled and I'm like oh my god at first I was like oh my god are they going to make them do the formation lap again because they're not going to get their shot that I they wanted to get that. yeah he stalled at the back of the grid and they had to start pushing the car and it was a bit of a nightmare for producers they had one shot to make it count you might never get this moment again I did them are they taking these cars to a few of the races? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know if it's just Silverstone. I guess I'll see if they've got all the shots they need, probably, and then... I'm I'm so intrigued to see this movie when it comes out. I'm, I mean, from the pictures alone, I don't know how I feel. Seeing Brad Pitt walk alongside Carlos Sainz, <laughs> I don't... It's weird, man. It's... Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm going to have to see it out of curiosity, but... Apparently, no. apparently, apparently, Tom Holland's being in it in some form or oh, is other. He? As Spider-Man. As Spider-Man. Uh, hey, to spoiler, be fair, in, in the MCU... Filming, they're not filming in, an F1 film, it's a new Spider-Man film. It's a new Spider-Man, yeah. In MCU canon, um, but I mean, uh, not, not... God, all I can think is Tony Hawk. What's, Brian, what's Iron Man's name? Tony Hawk. <laughs> Skateboarding. Um, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Okay, thank you. Um, Tony Stark competed in the Monaco Grand Prix in MCU canon. So, you know what? This, you know, F- F1 exists in the MCU. It makes so sense. So why not, why not put Spider-Man in a car? It makes sense. Oh no, Spider-Man stops a crash. Spider-Man uses his webs to pull pull Brad Pitt's car around Silverstone and (laughs) win the race because he's being dragged by Spider-Man and his webs. I'm just saying, Abu Dhabi wouldn't have happened if uh, Spider-Man was there. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. It's just a fact. Look, they're they're recreating <laughs> Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one law 
and just putting Spider-Man in there and he just ties up Michael Massey <laughs> to a chair and covers his mouth. Like, you shut up. Um, right, okay. So, the car stalled. Exclusive. From someone that had eyes on the back of the grid. Cars come in. Duh, 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 lights out. Away we go. And uh, Lando Norris got a very good start. And very actually good start. overtook Max at the start. The thing is, Oscar Piastri was then fighting Max around that track. Like, Oscar very well could have got in front as well. And... And again, it was like with Quali, the like the roar of the crowd when that happened. It was just beautiful. Beautiful, how beautiful, many, beautiful. How many times this season, when Max has been on pole, have we seen a driver overtake him in the opening Austria. lap? But then he got it back by the end of the lap. So I don't know if that counts. And that was a sprint race. Yeah, has have they? So I guess the times where Checo's won, Max, Checo was in front of Max anyway, so yeah. Um, props to Lando, because he kept it for a few laps as well, didn't he? He did. I mean, we all, we all knew it we was knew inevitable. It, we, knew, we knew Max was going to get him, but especially when DRS was activated. But nevertheless, it was fun whilst it lasted. Yeah. You know what was also fun? Um just a few different you know a few people on different strategies so most people I, th- I think most of the drivers started on the hards or the mediums or but some started on the softs you know what i respect it i respect it i yeah i, I enjoy a strategy where you start on the softs i do so Max Stappen takes back the lead, but you know, for a while the McLaren guys aren't too far back from him. Max eventually does build a lead. Uh, Esteban Ocon retired, but like, didn't nothing happen because he got into the pit lane. Um, I don't. Do you know it's what happened? Shame. No. What the problem was? Um, no. Technical issue. Alpine, sort your car out. Um, and then yeah, they went around I feel like not much happened there was some fighting going on you know but I feel like it all you know we had some pits oh my god I completely forgot I fell asleep during the race oh yeah so you did didn't you Um, I've just I've literally just realized you said before we started recording today that you would you were needed to rely on my knowledge as you didn't have the best I mean you had a good view but obviously when you're at a track you don't get the full overview of events <laughs> and I was asleep for half of it <laughs> look well, man it was Sunday look, afternoon well, it got to that mid stage of the race where nothing was happening to be fair I was getting sleepy I'm not going to lie I was sat there at the truck and I was getting sleepy nothing was happening and then next thing you know I'm waking up and seeing K Mag's car on fire standard i don't know i wonder if whatever problem there was on the saturday they just didn't properly figure out or fix or something because it yeah it seems like too much of a coincidence for the same car to get two separate technical problems that end his session but yeah kevin magnuson's car went on fire and a safety car came out now mind at this point 
uh, maybe two thirds of the cars had already pitted. George Russell had because he started on softs and Oscar Piastri had because he was covering off George Russell. Now, I don't know if this makes me a bad person, but to finally see George Russell get unlucky with a safety car feels like sweet vengeance. As a Lewis Hamilton fan who was subject last year to people saying about how George is outdoing Lewis and blah blah blah, when in reality, A, Lewis Hamilton was testing experimental setups, and B, George Russell would just stay out long enough waiting for a safety car to come out and then would pit and got quite lucky on multiple occasions. So we had like literally everyone at the front, so Max, Lando, Lewis, Fernando. I know the Ferraris had pitted, but did they pit again? They all, so all those guys pitted. Lando went on hard, Lewis Hamilton went on softs. And Lando was like, yeah, what what are the, you know, what are the guys in front and behind me on softs? And he's like, well, great, <laughs> wonderful. Um, and George was there getting uh, pissy <laughs> about the safety car, which, yeah, it was. I kind of can't wait for the Mercedes to be like properly competitive for a win. Because, right, Lewis seems to be, at, at this stage in his career, very gracious. George gets fortunate, he's very happy for George. What we saw at Silverstone, George was vocally, like, saying that he wasn't happy, pretty much, that Lewis benefited from the safety car and he didn't. I thought that was interesting, and I'm like, I'm... If that if he, if him and Lewis start competing for wins, like it's uh, Brit Sadie seems nice at the moment, but oh my god, there's like an inner inner George Russell rant that's wanting to come out right now, but I'm concealing <laughs> it. We've done too much of that lately. Can I can I hear it later? <laughs> Off air. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so. We get to the point where it goes then, I think the top three went from Max, Lando, Oscar to Max, Lando, Lewis, and I think Oscar was in P4. Um, poor Oscar, he's the one that really missed out with his safety car, he could he would have got a podium um, without it, but... God, I would have loved... <sighs> He'll get I would it have loved time. it so much. He'll get it next time. But then the race restarts, obviously Max gets away because Red Bull. And Lando starts defending from Lewis and we had a lovely little battle going on between them two. Um, ultimately I think the the speed of the McLaren in the high speed corners and the, it being a bit less draggy than the Mercedes really just stopped. Like it meant that whenever Lewis got close they'd get to a part of the track where Lando could just pull away a bit. That was a nice little battle. A few nice little battles going on. I saw um, Sergio Perez overtake Carlos Sainz at Vale, and I think that might be, in terms of F1, the only Vale overtake I saw all race. Apart from Lance Stroll going into the side of Pierre Gasly. And I find I find this so hilarious. Because Pierre Gasly had every right to be mad at Lance Stroll. That 
like really you know did his racing but who does he choose to be angry at <laughs> Carlos Sainz now I've seen the vi- like I've seen the video and I've seen it it was on Pierre Gasly's story um it was on his he, story like, yeah so Carlos was I think defending from Pierre and it it was it was hard like it was it was close to being over the limit he was very close to squeezing Pierre onto the grass, but it was ju- like it was just okay. Pierre Gasly in a post-race interview. Carlos Sainz getting interview. Pierre Gasly, like pokes him, in the arm as he's walking past, and says something like, "Don't squeeze me next time, Carlos." Carlos, you can see, takes a moment like, because if someone walked past me and poked me in the arm, I'd be like, "What do you think you're doing, get off? Squeeze you harder next time." Um, and then says, oh, what is it in Spanish? Like, po- uh, I don't know. But it's essentially says, poor thing in Spanish. Um, and then Pierre Gasly doubles down by posting the video onto his Instagram story of the on track of him getting squeezed. And I'm, I'm watching it like, it's really like, it's fine. <laughs> That was it's a petty fine. move. That why was a petty be, move. And why are you so petty against Carlos and not against Lance? I don't get it. God, I've just seen how long we've been doing this podcast for. So, we'll just move on. Max wins. Lando second. Lewis third. Great two Brits on the podium. We love to see it. I thought overall it was a decent race. I was happy with the podium. I think, yeah, Could the have podium been brings it up. I think it was it was a... Sort of, a lot of the race was a bit meh, but it had some really good moments. I think that's it. I think, like, Austria was a better race, but I think some of the moments from this race are a lot more memorable. And I'd want to watch, like, on their own. Like, if I was watching highlights, I'd rather watch this, but if I was watching a full race, I'd rather watch Austria. You know what I mean? Agreed. But yeah, great. Podium was a bit awkward, but it didn't matter because I saw it down at right underneath. I was stood there in the mass of people. It was it was fun. I touched the track. I touched the uh, pit lane entrance. One of the girls at work went and she was on the track after the race and she picked up some of the tire rubber and put it in a backpack and brought it home. <laughs> That's a good idea. Oh, I didn't see any of that. A lot of people were taking the boards back, like the advertising boards, but I'm like, you're not getting it past security. You're not getting it past security. Um, but yeah, Silverstone, you know, I, I love Silverstone. I have many issues with the organisation of it and financial aspects of it, but I love the track. I love the race. And I'd love to go again. Especially if someone bought me paddock passes. <laughs> And that someone's not going to be me, because I'm equally <laughs> as broke. <laughs> uh, is that about it? I think that's about it, yeah. So, that's it for this episode of The Rookies. What are we talking about next week? Uh, don't... Uh, probably won't be a podcast next week. I mean, this one's coming out kind of late anyway, but um, I, d- I don't think I'm going to have the Controversy Iceberg Notes ready nope. nope um in time so i think there probably won't be one next week but as i say this is 
coming out later than usual anyway so um hopefully we're sort of in a nice little in-between period and then next time you hear from us should be after the hungarian gp if you want to keep up to date with the podcast then make sure to follow us on twitter at the rookies f1 god i was waiting for you to say more of that then but then i remember don't go to our instagram don't go to it don't look at it i'll know if you did I don't know what I'm saying. Make sure to tune in next week. (laughs) And have a a simply day. Day. A simply day. I'm tired. Have a simply day. Whoa. I'll see you next time in Hungary and hopefully after for summer break I'll get I'll get the controversy iceberg notes done. I'll get them done.